Welcome to Pick the Biggest Winner with David Hochberg. Welcome to the Biggest Winners Podcast. My name is David Hochberg. I am your host, and I am so happy to announce that I have Scott Ellis, one of the most experienced loan officers on Team Hochberg. Scott's been doing this since he was six years old. He has 30 years' worth of experience. And um, the market has changed a little bit, huh, Scott? Uh, It sure is. Um, You know, we see a lot of different scenarios, obviously, but uh, it's an interesting market to say the least. And one of the segments that is having the most challenges is still the self-employed individual who has an amazing CPA, whose amazing CPA is writing off every single bit of what they can write off to make it look like the uh, self-employed individual is making as least amount of money as possible. So that individual can pay the least amount of um, income tax as possible, which is phenomenal, Scott, when it comes to April 15th, because they pay less taxes, but a little more challenging on a mortgage professional like you and I when it comes to get them a loan. Would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. You know, and that's the conversation I have with our borrowers, uh, that, you know, they, they want to take advantage of the, the tax write-offs and deductions that they're allowed, which makes complete sense. It's the way the tax laws are written. However, I end up telling those same people, unfortunately, when you minimize what you pay to Uncle Sam, you also minimize what you qualify for from a mortgage standpoint. So we have to become more creative as a, a mortgage company and as loan originators to find alternative ways to get their loans done. In most cases, these people have great credit. We know they have uh, sufficient income, but their tax returns don't reflect that. So uh, we've been very fortunate to have a number of uh, investors that we work with at Pearl Mortgage that are able to offer alternative documentation solutions for those people that don't show a lot of money on their tax returns. Well, let's give our, our podcast listeners a couple of real-life examples. Okay. Uh, a neighbor of mine in, in, uh, in, the north, in, in the northern suburbs, living in a home that appraised for, what, 625? What the, what the appraisal come in at? Six? Uh, I think it came in at 575, somewhere in that ballpark. Right, yeah. so five, 575, $600,000. Uh, put them into a loan couple of years back that was a pretty good loan the um the plan was in 07 and 08 was to refinance them six months later into another stated income product that we had available at that time but the market blew up and all those lenders went away and we can no longer get them a loan because he had a phenomenal accountant back then and he still has the same account that's still working uh their magic and he came to us and he had a little challenge right he had a Three hundred some thousand dollar mortgage and what eighty to ninety thousand dollars worth of credit card debt. How much credit card debt are we paying off of my friend up on in the northern suburbs? Yeah, I think it's something like sixty thousand uh, dollars that he wanted to get rid of. And when he came to me and I reviewed his tax returns, there wasn't enough money to do the deal, or enough income, I should say, to 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 do the loan as we had potentially thought. So what we did was we looked at one of our investors that offer that alternative documentation and placed him with an investor that 
uh, will use just bank statements for the either personal or business and average the deposits over 12 to 24 months, depending on which statements you use. And doing it that way, he was able to qualify for a mortgage where if, you know, we just only had the uh, the tax returns as documentation, it would have never worked. All right, and let's give more specific, because his tax return showed he made like $4,000 a month. It was like $48,000 a year. His, right. his, wor- his wife is, uh, you know, does some side jobs with cash, probably clears 500 to to $1,000 uh, a month just doing whatever she does. I don't want to get into any specifics to get people in, in trouble. We have a lender that does a bank statement loan. It's a non- uh, QC loan, okay? So it's it, it's off the grid here, right? It's a portfolio loan. This lender right. will take 12 months of personal bank statements, add up all the deposits, divide it by 12, and that's what they're going to give this borrower for income. Good thing for this borrower was the 12 months worth of income was over $150,000 worth of deposits. So we right. went from using $4,000 a month, which did not qualify, Scott, as you know, to carry a $500,000 mortgage, because that's what we're in the process of taking out for them. It was a little over five. Um, but you know, the loan amount starts with the five, with the taxes and the insurance. There's no way he would qualify for... Uh, this five hundred some thousand dollar mortgage against a five hundred seventy five thousand dollar home with this tax return showing four thousand a month. We signed up a new lender. We've had them for six seven months. We got a great feel for them. Personal bank statements, twelve months worth of deposits. Borrower's name has to be on it. Divided by twelve, we were able to use like twelve thirteen thousand dollars, whatever it was. That became the income for this loan. Now. We also have to talk about business tax returns, Scott, because yeah. this guy ran everything through his personal account, right? What, he was an LLC right. or an S-Corp, S whatever he was, he ran it through his personal account. Now, if you want to use a business account, there's that option. And, and, and what's the qualification for that if people are listening that own a business, if they want to use business tax returns with all their deposits instead of their personal tax I'm sorry. Uh, personal business uh, bank statements instead instead of if they want to use their business bank statements instead of their personal bank statements. What's the qual? I knew if I say it six times, Scott, I'll get it right. What's the qualifications that that the lender that we're using is looking at when using bank statements for a business? Well, first of all, it's a, it's a great option, and I I uh, myself prefer this option because. It generally is going to give more income than your personal bank statements will give. It depends on the situation. I've looked at both, and it just seems like the business bank statements uh, averaged over 24 months are a better option. And basically how it works is that you provide 24 months, the last 24 months of business bank statements, and we take those deposits, and we, there's a spreadsheet that we put it into, and it averages the deposits over the 24 months. And they will not, with the business bank statements, a couple things to keep in mind. Number one, you have to be 100% owner of the, of the business. You can't have partners unless it's your wife who is also going to be on the loan. Um, the, the other thing to keep in mind with this is that because the business bank statements are generally going to show more income than personal, they, they put in a 35% expense factor into the worksheet so that the average deposits will show 
uh, a number that is actually equal to about 65% of the total deposits over the 24-month period of time. So so let's just break it down. Okay, let's just say the average deposit on a monthly basis over a 24-month period through the business account is $100,000 a month. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. What, what what this lender does, all the podcast listeners, because we're kind of getting deep in the weeds and I don't want to lose anybody. So if the average balance of the business in the bank statement deposits are $100,000 a month, that's what the 24-month average is, they will give you 65% of that. So you went Correct. from $100,000 qualifying income down to $65,000. Now, there's a caveat, right. Scott. So I just, I just wanted to break down the numbers for the podcast listeners. I don't want them to, to glaze over and fall asleep because this is important, okay? There's more people that are self-employed out there that want to admit that they're self-employed that are stuck in 7 8% loans because they can't get financing because they've got great accountants that are blasting everything off, all right? So this right. is a great way to take business bank statements Take 24 months of deposits, add them together, divide it by 24, assuming that the average is $100,000 a month, they're going to take 35% off the top. We're now dealing with $65,000 a month of income in this example, and in most cases, Scott, that gets it done. Unless you have, we need a CPA letter. There's one more hurdle, and explain that to the listening audience, please. Yes, the CPA letter is is really just, it's required to be on the CPA's letterhead. It needs to be dated and signed. And basically all it's saying is that um, they have been the CPA for this business, and this business has been in existence since, and, and they give the time. Now, you do have to be in business for at least two years, I believe, to be able to, to do this program you've got to have the business in existence and obviously when you're using business bank statements you you need 24 months that's two years so anything two years and beyond you're you're good and then the other thing that it does take into account is an expense factor they they ask the cpa to comment on of the 1.5 million in revenue that you had in the last uh 24 months um the expense ratio is X percentage. And that's really all we need. And David, keep in mind, they are not asking for tax returns. Right. They're not asking for pay stubs. They're not asking for any other income documentation other than the 24 months full bank statements, every page, and they're doing the average of the deposits. I just want to make one quick correction. Uh, the, you said $1.2 million of deposits over 24 months. That would be $2.4 million worth of deposits over the past 24 months if we're using the $100,000 example right. that I did. You know, just, listen, I, did, yeah. I, I misspeak a lot and I get phone calls. You said state rep when he's a state, you know, when he's a congressman. I'm like, all right, you, I'm like, all right, big shot, come on the radio and you host a two-hour show and tell yeah. me what you think. Okay, so, okay. David, let me tell you another story real quick here. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but... I have a doctor. Now, I'm talking about a, 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 uh, a plastic surgeon in this particular case that is, has great credit, has incredible amount of income coming in, not only from his plastic surgery company, but from a company that he has online. It's an online store where they're selling uh, devices and things that have to do with plastic surgery across the country and across the world. And he came to me through a referral. And again, he's got his money tied up 
in, in this other business and in his plastic surgery business that he doesn't have the income on tax returns that would support him buying a million-dollar-plus home that he wants to buy. Right. And I presented this option to him, and he fell in love with it because it is, it's really – he gave me the bank statements. It works. He can qualify to buy $4 million homes if he wanted to, but he just wants the one that he, his wife fell in love with. Right. So we're using this program for him as well, and he absolutely loves it and couldn't be happier with the fact – that we can get it done without tax returns. And and I just want to clarify one thing. If the going back to and that's a great story. Uh, again, entrepreneur, doctor, online, lots of cash, not a lot of income showing. Boom, it's a great option. Bank statements you're done. Now, if if the accountant says that your expense ratio of your business is equal to or less than 35%, we're still taking the 35% off of the top of the $100,000 monthly Average now, if your accountant says that your expense ratio is forty five percent of your business, then we're we're, we're taking we have to remove forty five percent of the deposit instead of thirty five percent. So I just want to get that out there. If you're loaded with expenses and your expense ratio of your business is high, we have to take the greater of the expense ratio if it's over 35%. If it's under 35%, if it's 35% or less, we take 35%. If it's 35.01% or more, we have to take whatever's on the letter. So that's one thing. And just to go back to the first, and then I'll close it on this. We are taking out $60,000 of my friend on the North Shore, one of my neighbors, out of his home. He's leaving a 4. I, 4, I believe it's 4.375% loan. And going right. into, what's the rate of the loan he's going into? Um, it, it's uh, slightly higher. When you, when you go into these programs with alternative documentation, you're going to pay a higher rate because they're allowing you to qualify on something other than what the rest of the mortgage industry qualifies you on, and that's your tax returns. So I think the rate it's about 2% higher. It's like 6.375, somewhere in there. Okay, now for everybody out there who's going, oh my God, that's a ridiculous rate and a ridiculous. Let me tell you, we're saving them $1,400 a month, paying off right. $60,000 worth of credit card debt. We're taking money out because his, his, his son needs braces and his son's got a bat mitzvah coming up. Uh, son, That's a bar. Women have bots. Sons have a bar mitzvah. He's got a son having a bar mitzvah within the next four months. It's going to cost him a ton of money. So he's taking that money paying off his credit card debt, and saving money in order to pay for the bat mitzvah, taking care of his kids' screwed-up teeth so he looks good for the pictures at the bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah, because you're spending a ton of money on photography. you got to have good teeth for your bar mitzvah. And long story short, he doesn't care about the rate. He's saving $1,400 cash flow is increasing. His cash flow is increasing um, almost si- over fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000 a year. Don't worry yeah. about the rate. It's about the payment. People, If people want to reach you, if the podcast listeners want to reach you, Mr. Ellis, Yes, uh, I can be reached at 312-218-4141. And David, remember, the average rate over the past 40 years has been 8.35%. We are still cheap money at this point in time in the game. Scott is my uh, eternal optimist. When everything, when, when rates start going up, he always brings in historic factors to calm everybody down. And I agree with you, Scott. Um, when I was in high school and you were in high school, our parents bought homes and, and the rate was 
Uh, and right. last time I looked on a rate sheet, the rate, the average rate is still around 4.5%, uh, according to Freddie Mac online. If you go to freddiemac.org, you could see that the uh, average rate for a 30-year fixed is hovering right around 4.5%. So it's still it's out of the threes. We're in the fours, still historically low. So one more time with the yep. phone number, bud. It's 312-218-4141. And, David, I want to add one more thing. Uh, keep in mind that this loan that we're talking about um, can be refinanced down the road if over the next year or two with the tax returns, those people uh, that use this program decide to show more income and bump up their income on their tax returns, we could turn around and refinance them in a year or two using their tax returns into a conventional mortgage. Right. There's no prepayment penalty, so it's beautiful. None. Right. All right. Well, thanks again. Phone number one more time for the third time, Scotty. 312-218-4141. Thank you, David. Take care, buddy. You've been listening to the Biggest Winners Podcast. If you're self-employed, having challenges securing a mortgage, would like more information about these bank statement loans, Give, give me a call at 312-751-1333. I'll get you over to Scott Ellis or just go to WGNDavid.com. WGNDavid.com. Send us an email. We'll get you right over to Scotty and uh, we'll get you qualified to either refinance or purchase a home. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Biggest Winner with David Hochberg. <laughs>